Coming up on this episode of the KitCast, a shirt that will help get rid of back pain, have a cloud in your living room, and 3D print your own telescope. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the show, and joining me is a man who we actually went all night long filming a movie the one, the one and only true tyler how you doing true very good in fact it was kind of strange i was showing up just to get started filming a movie and you had already done a whole day's worth of production and i was like hey stick around you could really use some extra hands and you ended up being a production assistant for the whole night until like 5 a.m it was awesome yeah i i, I actually thought it was fun because it's that was actually the first time i've actually done a, a production with like a fully trained crew and it was really right. cool to kind of see everything and do everything that way i'm like whoa like because because you and i have always we've done a lot of gorilla stuff or just run and gun and so this was like an actual we had a clapboard yeah we had, yeah. We had a dp we uh, had sticks and it was awesome yeah i finally went from that uh no budget to the budget i didn't budget. say high budget but there's no there was a budget <laughs> <laughs> we had a craft services table we had a caterer yeah no it was it was an awesome time we shot four days in a row um it was it's it was only a section of the movie like we were doing like everything that happened at comic-con for our movie and it was super just it's gonna be good looking yeah. it's gonna be fun i can't wait to see it oh i i thought it was fun and like i could tell which ones were your students that were the pas uh-huh. um, especially when the question was like do you know how to over under and they're like uh, what because uh-huh. <laughs> drew hasn't got to that part yet yeah because uh, because i remember your audio guy was like do you know how to over under i'm like yeah and he looked at me skeptically but when i had brought him back a perfectly you know wound up <laughs> cable he he's like okay that's good good okay <laughs> that's then. awesome all right so if you guys have never seen the show for before first of all welcome welcome to episode 77 wow. Yay, yay. wow on there um and so before we normally go into our projects which we usually have three projects we go into the news so on our first news item, Drew, I gotta ask: Do you speak Portuguese? I don't. The director of the film we were just in does, but I do not. <laughs> on there, so yeah, he may have been more more helpful for this. But one thing we love to do is find other crowdfunding projects, and we do know there are people out there that listen to this show that may not necessarily live in the U.S. So for all you guys who actually live in Brazil, I don't know any of the analytics on if anybody actually lives in Brazil, listens to the show or not. I'm sure they do. We actually found, um, because of this article from um, CrowdCrux, right? Yeah. Or Crowdfunding Insider. Uh um, We found out this new platform. It's not even new. They've been around for one and a half years called Kikante. And it it is the Brazilian crowdfunding site on there. As so... For you guys watching the video version, you're like, oh, everything's written Portuguese. Um, hmm. And so their main goal is to launch in Portuguese. And what's great is right now, Portugal, or not Portugal, sorry, Brazil is in a recession. And it's the biggest recession they've been at for 100 years. It's kind of crazy. Right, because it's like this combination of politics and economics. Yeah. Like, it's just not doing yeah. well. Um, and I know by experience... That if you want to, like, even for some of the things, like, to get clearance to provide a medical device in Brazil, you essentially have to either bribe a politician or sue the government for them to process your application. That is why my uh, day job company is not in Brazil right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On there, so, because they're so backlogged 
um, that that's the only way to kind of get everything working. But entrepreneurism in there in in Brazil itself is growing on there, and Kikante actually has seen growth about over a thousand percent growth in the one and a half years they've been in operations. What's even crazier is there are other crowdfunding sites, of course, in Brazil. One of them, their closest competitor, has been doing this for five years, and they launch four times as many projects. The competitor or Kikante? Kikante. Oh, so so they are a year and a half old, and they have done four times the number of projects. Wow. I mean, it's it's nuts. Um, That's what we call kicking butt and taking names. Yeah, and you can see Kikante butt. Yeah, they're they're like some pretty cool projects on here. I can't understand a lick of anything as I don't speak Portuguese. On there. But these look like pretty cool projects. They got video games. They have um, TV shows. They have documentaries. They have books going on. Um, hmm. And I, I don't know if I, since I can't read any of these, I, I don't know. They might, they might even have um, like that one with the lion that you were just looking at. That's probably just like you know we'd like to grill up a lion in the backyard. <laughs> if you could just fund, yes. fund us, we're going to purchase a yes. lion because yes, we know the country is in desperate dire need. So this is how we're going to feed ourselves. <laughs> I want to look at some more of those and see if I can't find some other ideas. Uh, <laughs> it's like a bad lip reading. I just want to make pretend I know what these things are saying. Yeah, um, but if you're in Brazil and you're looking for a crowdfunding platform, because I don't think Kickstarter is there yet, that is a place you want to do. And they're still planning for the future, because right now it's um, reward-based crowdfunding, but they're also looking for equity-based crowdfunding and things in the future. So they're and, exploring, okay. And maybe okay. one day they may might even expand out into Europe and North America. Just kind of crazy. So this, you know, keep an eye on them. You might even see an English version someday competing against Kickstarter. Yeah, it sounds like they're doing very well. Somebody is business minded behind that one. Yep. All right. So for our next story of the day on there, Kickstarter incorporated is no more. Kickstarter Inc. has moved on. They have, they are now Kickstarter PBC, which stands for Public Benefit Corporation. So uh, they didn't just pack up and leave. Uh, on there so uh, this was really interesting so a lot of people including myself when i first saw this i'm like oh this is just some publicity stunt but really it's to you know help their tax situation right i was wrong (laughs) right that's what i thought too and then you look at the article and it's very much different so a public benefit corporation is actually a for-profit company so they're still making money on there um but they have to be in their in their actual corporate charter, so the, their mission, their mission statement, they have to include a socially responsible goal in it. They also have to take public benefit into account when they're making business decisions. So they can't just be like, burn the whole land and let's build another building right here. <laughs> right. That's Right, which is know. kind of like most companies have this like beholden to the shareholders. Yes. We, we do whatever our shareholders best for them. But these guys have written now into their charter that they are beholden to society like yeah. public good public that's good. great and what's even better about this that you don't see in a lot of normal corporations right there is that they report on their social impact kickstarter it already is pretty good about transparency on here and this is taking it one step higher on there um part of their creed in, in their actual charter if you read it is they're going to donate five percent of their profits after tax so this is literally it's going to be affecting their bottom line mm-hmm. um five percent of it to, so half of that, so 2.5% are going to go to the arts and music programs, and then 2.5% of that are going to go to organizations that address um, systemic inequality on there. So That's cool. They're actually pushing back, and what, what's interesting about this, and which to, makes totally sense for Kickstarter, 
is because the the founders they're like when we started this we wanted to run the company different we didn't want to worry about pleasing the shareholders or anything we really wanted to help change the world um so by doing this it actually helps them change the world which i think is an awesome thing on there and what's even cooler was all their investors all all, all their shareholders everybody unanimously voted for so this was the way to go I, That's I, you know i don't know if this really makes good business sense for a lot of people as there's like what is it 0.1 percent <laughs> 0.01 that yeah. actually pbcs yeah. that yeah, yeah uh, out there in the world so i don't know if it makes good financial sense but you know they're they're kind of sticking to their morals and saying hey we want to be more socially responsible as a company um so what what it means end users probably nothing right but i think it's still very very cool very transparent and very um social i think there's a lot of industries that could probably do a better job at at looking into this and saying we're here for the for the betterment of social good and that's who we're going to serve like i don't know like the news industry can they turn themselves into pbcs (laughs) yes please would they do such a better job if they knew that they were like obligated to do i mean they know that like in this journalistic creed way but Mm -hmm. there's still bottom line that's getting out there yeah i i love what kickstarter have done i fully support that because yeah and and i think by them doing this it also represents what they want to you know as a as a community what they want the community to represent too they want to help projects that not only are innovative and stuff but help humankind in some way which a lot of projects you see on kickstarter are are there right. some way enhancing our lives? Because keep in mind the the category aside from video games and tech products, um, or movies and um and arts. Those are mm-hmm. those are those are the next big categories. So it totally makes well. sense on what they want to do for that. So very cool. So so good on you, Kickstarter. And if you own a company, think about switching to a PBC. I uh, I learned something tonight. <laughs> All right, that, uh, uh, that that's what's crazy. You're the teacher. You're supposed to be like all knowing, right? Well, now I am. <laughs> all right. So for our first project of the night, um, Drew, I think you know this, and you probably have colleagues. I I don't think you have this problem because you're spry and all, I don't know about that man. stuff. I don't um, know about that. But I I have like bad lower back problems. <laughs> I there. think anybody anybody that's over like in their past their twenties has bad lower back problems. But I'm in my twenties. I'm not oh, even right. past them. <laughs> I'm double that. Yeah, no, I I do. I I feel back pain. So like, what's I, the solution? So I get a lot of lower back pains. I mean, that was the whole reason I used to sit on an exercise ball. So if you ever saw me bouncing during an episode, that's why right. I've converted to a standing <laughs> desk on there. But I've always had bad back um, pains, and I think maybe because I'm always in a chair. I mean, you're in school. You're sitting mm-hmm. in a desk. Mm. switch that with a desk job you're still at a desk sitting down on there um so our first project of the night is actually called true posture and what true posture is is a um t-shirt or a a shirt that's designed to uh, correct your pad posture and back pain um the way it does this is there are sensors on the back of the shirt that um, can detect if your spine is in or out of alignment and so if your spine is actually out of alignment, it will vibrate in the exact spot. Not just the whole thing. It will vibrate in the exact spot that your spine is out of alignment so you can adjust on there. Wow. I would feel that while this might be helpful, I still have like this fear that I would like lean over and it would just start like, you know, like I lean in to look closer and it'd be like, hold on, hold on. I got to <laughs> Uh, no, I like it. I like this idea. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. It's you know, kind of one of those compression-like shirts 
on there um, and you don't really need a smartphone to do it. It will buzz for you. But if you do have a smartphone, you can actually in real time see where your spine's out of alignment because you, when you first get it, you you um, set it um, and they show you how to do show you that you have you're in your correct posture on there and that's your baseline. And if you deviate from the baseline, it will notify you and you can tell on there. And the whole idea is not to wear this everywhere on there. The whole idea is to wear this enough where your body just automatically will stand in the correct position, uh, even without the shirt. Ah, um, because you're training yourself. Yeah, you, you're, 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 you're essentially training yourself on there, um, which is great on there. And they're even like working on getting this integrated with kind of all the fitness apps and stuff. Because more, the more sensors you have, the more accurate you can get on calorie burn and everything. So this can actually in, um, add to that. And I, I love it because it's iOS, Android, and there's a Windows widget. So if you're, you know, you're working in your office on your Windows machine, you can have a widget pop up in the corner. And tell you, Interesting. Tell, tell you what you're going on. Um, well, that's, suck your back in, put your back shoulders out. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean, because I've tried things to correct my posture, and I try my best to do it, but I, you know, I catch myself cheating sometimes. I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix this, get it right. So I don't, I don't know, Drew. Do you, do you think this I'm, is something that would help? Yeah, I'm horrible at posture. Like I'm the worst posture guy. So this is a, a, an interesting way to to solve it by by wearing a, a digital a digital shirt that shocks not shocks that vibrates. <laughs> Ooh, maybe <laughs> that, that, maybe that's, that's a, the next maybe, thing. You know, add that to that Pavlovian response. You know, so yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I dig it. I think this is way cool, and I I would. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be tracking this one. I I don't know that I need one myself personally, but I think they've got something here. I just I think I'm I just need gonna one. suffer through the slow the slow pains. Yeah, but you're, you know you're you're doing it at a natural progressive rate. I'm supposed to be like climbing mountains or something, right? <laughs> yeah, now. right. And I'm like, oh, I can't get out of bed oh, on there. But I I think it's great, and I love how you can actually wear it over your normal clothes, so it it's not. Because I think part of the problem is I'm always in different locations on there, and different locations mean you respond to your situation differently. So I could wear this to work and train myself to sit straight at work um, and at home on there. And, you know, you can take the sensors off and, of course, machine wash it and stuff because that would kind of get gross if you couldn't wash it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) On there. But for me, it's a track too, just because they're missing a couple details. Like, I have no idea how long the battery life on this is because. That would really suck if it was like only True. four hours or something. I, I imagine it probably... For the first half of your day. Yeah. Get the response. No, I, I imagine... That, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a whole lot yeah. to, to have. I, I imagine fun. it probably lasts a full day, but, you know, those are the things I want to know and how you charge it and stuff if you have mm-hmm. to get some special... I've got to plug my shirt in. Sorry, hold okay. on. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, boss. i got to put this meeting on hold. <laughs> i got to plug myself in. That's funny. On there. So that is the true posture on there. Um, on, on to our next project... Um, and this is really interesting because our summer has officially ended. Um, I think it was last week was the official beginning of autumn Uh, on there. It's okay. I'm uh, okay. It's okay. I I like autumn. I like fall. And, um, so is this kind of to bring us closer to being able to tell the weather changes inside? Because, because let's be honest, you and I, we don't do that. Well, at least I know I don't do the outside thing that often. No, you don't. No, you, no. I, I think I, I only do it between buildings when I'm walking from one class to the other. I don't, I don't yeah. camp much. I don't really like 
Yeah, and you don't have a window in your office. I do take walks every every week at least. And you're right, I don't have a window yeah, in my so, office. So like, but how, I take walks. How in the world do you tell what the weather is outside? Well, this is the project that I think I'm digging for this round, and it is something called the Tempest Scope. It's a box of rain for your living room, your bedroom, or wherever it is. It's it's like a visual representation of what the weather is in, in any area, but you can use it for your area. So you wake up in the morning and you look at this beautiful box that's just kind of like a plexiglass square, like a, almost like a, a rectangle cube. And if it's raining, you'll see raindrops dropping. If it's cloudy, it builds a cloud inside of the box. If it's sunny, you'll see a nice light happening there. If it's storming, it actually will produce like... Light, not lightning, but lightning, like <laughs> flashing lights, right? Flashing lights. So for me, as much as I love to know like what the weather forecast is, and you can set this to be like, what's the weather going to be tomorrow? And I'll just show you. Like you can look at it, and it'll be like, oh, it looks like this tomorrow. Um, it also will. You can set it to somebody else's location, so you could say, oh, you know, this is where Grandma and Grandpa are, and this is what the weather's like there. So you just glance at it, and you're like, oh, they're in a rainstorm. Uh, I like that well enough. I figured oh, you really? just set it to Hawaii or something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I love the clouds. I love the idea of having a cloud in a box in my front room. And I would probably set it and leave it on clouds all the time. I wouldn't even want, like, don't worry about telling me the temperature. I'll look out the window. But I want to see clouds in my room. <laughs> That's what I love about this one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You I'm know, cheap. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this idea. And you know what's funny about it? I was looking at one of these pictures. This picture right here. Like that door looks like your office door. <laughs> Somebody put it in my office. It really does. Like little dead bolts and oh wow, that does look like an Actually, door. you should get a peephole too, because do you have a peephole in your door? <gasps> that makes things a lot easier. Yeah, then I can students tell. knock and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. Yeah, half the time they don't even know I'm there. That's perfect. <laughs> so I, I love this. This is a tempiscope. For me, it's a back because I want a cloud in my room. Yes, it does all kinds of other things, but I want a cloud in my room. Do you know what's funny is I think I saw a, a DIY version of this <gasps> somewhere, um, but it requires you to know how to solder and do an I Arduino and did not look as nice as this, though. Okay, this I, one I does have, look really nice. and Because I, I don't think it like rained. It, what am I going to Google? The, DIY cloud in a box? It, it like like a, a, that's, ar, all, that's the part I want. It was like an Arduino temp or temperate, you know, wind machine, indoor wind machine weather machine or something like that but but i love this polish how big is this thing it's oh man it's in it's in metric us americans aren't smart enough to do metric. yeah this is out of tokyo um, japan <laughs> on the, uh, I, I can't even find it i don't let's know see, 365 millimeters wow um is i have no idea wow <laughs> yay for well, being american and you, the irony is i used to be able to do this in the video, though, it looks like it's about... 14 inches, so it's a little... 14, yeah, about a foot. 14 inches. That is, that is a great size, because I was a little worried it was, it was going to be small, but I, I, I like this. Um, and is it Bluetooth, or is it Wi-Fi? Uh, it has Wi-Fi, if I, I remember I, right. I mean, I, I love this. I, I love the idea, and I love the lightning, too, because that, <laughs> that is so cool. Just put it in your room, just have like... Yeah, on there, yeah. and like... It's, I dig it. Yeah, I, I totally dig this. Um I totally want one of these too. This one is, let's see, what is it? 2016 is their first deliverables on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, I would, this one's a back for me on there because, I mean, it's elegantly designed. I mean, 
you you you're a person who appreciates design. It's good and pretty. It's it really pretty. perfect, you know. Instead of having wires everywhere and stuff, and right, because when I make my own, it's gonna be like a fish. <laughs> it's gonna be a fishbowl upside down with some with some sort of contraption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty at all, <laughs> yeah. but it'll have a cloud. <laughs> yeah, it's a back for me. I love this. Uh, they do have a long ways to go. They're looking for nearly four hundred thousand U.S. dollars, and they're about close to eighty. They've got a, over a month left, mm-hmm. so it. it yeah, and they, actually, they, they've only they've they, raised that eighty in, in less, less than, than a day. day. So yeah, uh, that's a good sign. And like, good. yeah, and I, I like this. They they have a pretty good timeline too. Looking at it, and I like how they've broken down the uh, pie chart to show you where all the money's going. Um, yeah, unfortunately, nice. nothing's going into a taco fund on there. Usually, if there's a taco fund, it, it's you'll back that just uh, to help them out. Just to help the taco fund. Please put all my money into the, <laughs> the taco, taco part fund. of your fund. <laughs> That's now I'm excited way. about this. Yeah. I think it's cool. Man, I'm just giving people ideas on how to take money from me. It's like put limited edition on there. <laughs> limited have edition a, taco have, fund. Have a taco fund. You could. This guy over here will fund fund your project up to like three, four hundred dollars if it says taco fund <laughs> and limited edition. Yes. That's a that's a key to everybody. Yes. Taco fund will get me every time. All right. So for our, you, speaking of DIY, I think you'll like this project right here. Um, so. Uh, actually, it was wasn't it two days ago that we just barely had the super moon with the blood moon and yeah, everything going not, on on there? So people are probably out there using the telescopes and everything and trying to take pictures of it, right? Yes, tons of people. In um, fact, on my whole Facebook feed, I saw like one person. Tom Allen was the only one that got like a decent shot because of our clouds. Yeah, um, yeah, and beautiful. Plus, Tom is like amazingly. He's an amazing like photographer too. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> on there. Um, but what I've discovered, because I have friends who like are big into astronomy stuff and they have telescope kits, they're kind of pricey. And to get like camera kits and stuff for it, it's even pricier mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm. like just to to be able to do that. So, um, how do you feel about three uh, D printing one? Okay, three D printing a telescope? Yeah. With- yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that that's our final project of the night is the PyCon. Oh, interesting and, name. I like that. And, and you, you people have, may have heard of it because well, what it was, it was kind of like a uh, they put it together. A university put it together as kind of more of a proof of concept. But when the when people started seeing it and the images and stuff, so um, people started asking about it. So they decided to kind of go from that duct tape phase into a fully um, let's try this yeah. thing. So the PyCon is a do it yourself three um, D printed telescope that uses a raspberry pi to actually take your picture so you don't even need to figure out how to change your adapt to, to adapt your count your current camera or anything to fit into it hmm. um on there and unfortunately the one thing is they didn't put a lot of details into their uh <laughs> indiegogo page on here. right it's just kind of like we've done this we want to make sure yeah. everyone else can do it so get the files but what's great about this is they have multiple levels and one of the levels is to get the stl file so you can actually print your own on there, or they'll give you. There's kits where they'll provide the optics too, because um, the way it works is it actually is a Newtonian refracting refracting telescope. So if you've ever heard the story about um, oh, Galileo no? um, and how he made his first telescope, it's sort of like that. Um, okay. Okay. On there, um, but the the whole idea was to use as many 3D printed components as they could, and then make sure the lens and mirrors and everything are easy to get on there and actually i shouldn't say they're like galileo's telescopes on there this uses a mirror to kind of reflect it on there um 
And then so it's it's kind of like your normal telescopes that you see people have on tripods and stuff, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. instead of having an eyepiece at the end, they've put the a Raspberry Pi camera IR sensor at the end of it. So uh-huh. that's where that's where the image is projected to all right onto that sensor on there. Um and then so it. it's linked to your Raspberry Pi. Um, and then that takes the picture of your night sky. And according to them, it's about you get about a uh, 160x magnification, which is pretty good um, uh-huh. when, when you're taking pictures uh, out into space. Because think about how far things are. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's um, not bad at all. On there, and it's a five megapixel picture. And I actually have. So this is the picture um, that got everybody interested. Can you believe that was from a homemade telescope? That. Yeah, that is that is impressive. Yeah, that is an impressive shot. It, you know, it has some limitations that you would run into normal telescopes because it is still a telescope. On mm-hmm. there. But I just love this, you know, DIY idea of building your own telescope, like some of the earliest sci- astronomers and scientists out there did on there, and using a Raspberry right. Pi to actually take pictures of it. I mean, that is so cool. <laughs> that, that's that's like next world. Yeah. Does it sound like something you would want to get? I, I mean, this would be a great learning experience right. for your kids because yeah. you can teach exactly. them how a telescope works. Like a little science fair science fair project yeah. to build our own little telescope and print it up. Yeah, because they're already, you know, your kids already like to 3D print things, right? Mm-hmm. On there, mm-hmm. So this is just taking it to the next level. It's like, this isn't a real world application. And then you teach them how to use a Raspberry Pi. Next thing you know, they know how to program. And, you know, we've just created the next generation of makers. They're going to invent something and then... Daddy Drew can retire. Then I can retire. Hawaii. This is the world I need right now. <laughs> this is why I'm backing this. Yeah, I love it. I think it's I think it's a fantastic idea. What I really love about this project and why it's a back for me is because of those levels that I can support their dream by getting in at any level. It's not like you have to get one of these. You know, you have to go far enough that our reward makes sense. But they've broken it down into STL files and T-shirts and and the other things that just kind of help yeah. them get closer to their like, goal. If like you already have your Raspberry Pi, there's there's a level you can get, so you can just pop your no, own. No need a Pi. Yeah, um, it's a Pi all, free zone. It's all yeah, a cart. Yeah, all, all the way to a fully built one on there, and they'll make it for you. Oh wow! See, um, that's what I love about this one. So this is definitely a back for me. I, yeah, I, I, and, I and oh yeah, and one last thing because I know there's some telescope fanatic out there saying, "How do you mount this to a stand?" It uses your standard tripod mount stands on there, so they've tried to make it fully accessible, and it's I I think it's a great idea, and it's. Pretty low cost because it's, I think for just the STL files is a hundred British sterling, which is I don't know hundred pounds into dollars is like two hundred bucks or something, hundred fifty one dollars. Mm. So that is mm. that is actually fairly cheap because I think you know one of the decent level telescopes are like two three hundred dollars already. And that can't take a picture. You have to stick your right, phone. right. You still have to add to that. Yeah. yeah. So um, that is, you know. So this one's a back for me. I, I love the whole idea of it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally diggable. I'll, I'll back this one. You All right. Back. So for our final project of the night is our suck of the week. Man, I love these. I, I love. Who, who needs sound effects when I can make my own, right? <laughs> <laughs> On that. So. Um, our 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 final project of the night is called MTG for everyone. So for those who do not know what MTG usually stands for, hmm. um, it stands for Magic the Gathering. Uh, uh yes, Magic the Gathering. So this this project wants to raise two hundred and fifty dollars. 
Um, and I'll, I'll read you the description as that's all there's on here. Um, hi, as a mag- as a player of Magic the Gathering, I am irked by the influx of too many newer card games. I intend too to too many newer card games. I don't even know what this word is, but I kind of figured it. I intend to pro proselytize or pro proselytize proselytize and that sounds like like you know preach it and share it yeah players of other collectible card games by offering them a free booster draft i will go to the local junior college where i know there are quite a few players and recruit them into a tournament oh it will be a standard eight person draft tournament with first second and third place receiving six four or two packs respectively as a bonus each player will also be getting a pack of card sleeves to psychologically tie them to the cards. This must be important if they need to be, if they need to be protected. I think as it should be as they need to be protected. Before the tournament starts, all players will be given a five to twenty-five minute introduction to the game, given by myself and two other players, one of whom is a DCI judge, which is kind of like official tournament judge, while the other one is a rules advisor. All reward cards will be picked from a pool me and my friends have collected over the years. Um, Risks and challenges. The only challenge I see to this project working is not finding enough players. I will overcome this by offering any leftover spots to some non-card game players. Um, I have a lot of problems with this. First of all, Magic the Gathering has 20 million players worldwide as of 2015. That's a lot. It's really hard not to find a Magic the Gathering player. And as a person who frequents card shops, like, weekly, as as in, like, weekly, as in even at Comic-Con, I went and helped my local game, my friendly local game store um, run their booth on their, like, I show up often. There's always somebody playing Magic. You'll find Magic players at card shops. Like, that is still the number one seller, is magic on there it's been around for 20 years now i think ish on there and people still play it i've seen and it's people of all ages i've seen little kids play it i've seen older kids play it so if you're having hard time finding people to play um i think you're looking at the wrong spots and also as a person who plays a game that is less popular i don't appreciate you trying to poach players to your already number one you know money maker in the world like i think the way it goes, it's Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, or let's see, it's Magic that's number one, and then Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh are the next top two most played card games um, on there. And I, you know, like, so what you're trying to do is actually cannibalize other communities, which already respectively have smaller player a, a smaller player base already, which to me, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Why does it have to be a zero-sum game? Why don't you actually try to recruit those non-card game players into Magic? Because that makes more sense. Um, and then the, what does what I don't even what doesn't make sense is like some of these pledge levels right here. Five bucks for one basic land from a various sets on there. I think you've miscalculated how much it takes to ship something. As <laughs> I think what is a basic land is probably like a you know a quarter to two bucks at most. On there, but then you put on your hard case, which is like another dollar, two dollars, right there. Then you're shipping and stuff, where you're only making like a buck off of this. And is that really enough to go buy your booster packs and everything? <laughs> um, 
It's a, yeah, we're missing a few things here. Yeah, and you know, I I just don't get why you have why there's such a need to kind of recruit more players as I know it's not that hard to find magic players. Like every convention I go to, and I go to a lot of conventions other than CES, I see people playing magic. That's true. That's true. Yeah, this this is this is an interesting little sack of the week. Uh, I'll tell you what I do like is that he has a modest goal. He's trying to pull off a tournament, and his modest goal is $250. Now, at the same level, he probably could have taken this to his junior college, put some flyers up around the the different areas in town, and got like a $10 entry for 25 people. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like He could have come up with $250 in another way and really saved a lot of effort. Uh, so, that, yeah, with that being said, I think he just needs to keep keep looking in different yeah, and, places. And I think he needs... And- even the, not, the project layout is a little more kind of crazy too, because even under his risks and challenges, um, can I say that the way you filled out this Kickstarter project is not really that convincing? So I'm having a hard time seeing how you're going to be convincing players who may have played Magic in the past or players who are not interested in Magic whatsoever how you're going to actually sway them. Um, right. And that's going to be the crux of it, because that's your whole idea, right? To sway people back to magic or into the world of magic, but you're not convincing me to give you money. So see the problem there. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be convincing. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good sack. And there were a few others I saw that were interesting, but that one was my favorite for this week. All right. So that is actually the end of the show today. We apologize for anybody who tried watching live. Um, Apparently we're having internet issues or server issues or some kind of issues. Maybe it may be mental issues with me. Um, <laughs> it could also be mental issues. Yes. Sorry. There, so, um, but we will have the recorded episode out um, very, very quickly. Usually it's the day after on there. And quick reminder to everybody Kickstarter Film Fest will be happening on October 15th on there. So make sure you yes, guys go check fun. it out. If you are going to the Salt Lake one, make sure you register because one of the screenings is already sold out. Yes. Um, Come see us. We'll, we'll be there yep. to probably hope to. The nine the nine o'clock screening to watch some of those films. Uh, I'm ex- I'm excited yeah. to see what's happening. So and that's shortly after our next show, right? Yes, that will be actually two days out after our show, which is October thirteenth, twenty fifteen. And believe me, I will have everything working and fixed by then, so you'll be able to <laughs> yeah. see us on there. Um, if you have any ideas for sacks of the weeks, for projects, for news stories on there, I'm always looking for news stories. Send us an email at kickcast at ktdata.net. Or shoot us a line at Facebook, facebook.com slash kickcast, or tweet us at night20 for that beautiful Yay. man there, at KT Data for me, and at kickcast for the show on there. If you see any of these projects you want to check, hey, if you want to donate the uh, $248 this guy needs to do his magic draft, head on over to kickcast.net for the show notes, and I'll have links to all of it there. <laughs> You can make his day. You totally make his day. He still wouldn't have anybody to join his tournament, but he would have a Kickstarter funded. Yep. All right, Drew. Do you got? Do you have anything else to plug before we go? Oh no, I'm good. I uh, I'm excited to see our movie, the Comic Con, come together. We're going to be putting together a trailer to to seek financing, but I'm not sure how shareable it'll be. But how shareable? But as yeah. soon as I get something there, I just want to show us just how much fun we had. Oh, so yeah. looking forward to that. So yeah, whenever that comes out, you guys should check it out because I may make a cameo somewhere. Yeah, yeah. the KT cameo. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the show, and we'll see you in two weeks. Good night. Bye.